The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed on this program does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this station. There, I said it. Josiah's house, you're now tuned into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. I go by the name of DJ Focus, squad in here with me, A before C. What's going on, man? You good, sir? I'm well, and yourself? You came in the <clears throat> studio tonight, man, dropping gems, man. You, is this is this your knowledge day? This is this is the day you're gonna I'm just drop them gems? No, no, you, I'm I, I received them, bro. I, I did nothing. You're right. I did nothing, and I'm not taking no. Claim and none of that. That's good. I'm chilling over here. That's good. I'm glad God used you tonight. Yeah, me too. The man, the myth, and the legend, Dylan Sellers in the building. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm here. You here? The Lord is doing some things. The Lord <laughs> is doing some things in our lives. The Lord, the Lord is doing some things. <laughs> you feeling good now? You feeling a little bit better? No. You're not feeling better about it? Nah. My my mentor is calling me right now, and I know what this is about. She she always knows. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to call her back. You have to call her back. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call her back. Is that a hard conversation? Uh, no, but like you know, you have those people in your life that you're actually accountable to, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing to like have a brother who will tell you some stuff, but it's another thing to like have someone that you look at as like a parent, a parental figure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That you've given the authority to like really, really check you. Mm-hmm. That's a different feel. That's so a different like, field. Yeah. So mom's calling and I got to. Oh, shouts out, man. Your, your mom's beautiful, beautiful lady. Yeah. 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 I, I got. Yeah. yeah. Much respect for your mom. Mad yeah. respect. Once again, you're tuned into The Fix, uh, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Of course, our mission here is to expose the culture of hip-hop, R&B, and poetry to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And uh, we got another hot show, as always. Uh, we, got a, we got a hot interview today, uh, former Cleveland Browns running back, uh, uh, former first-round draft pick, uh, star college player, All-American. Uh, William Green uh, will be on the line with us real soon. Um, he's uh, actually uh, doing motivational speaking now and been doing it for quite a while. So he wants to, you know, talk to us a little bit about everything he's doing since uh, his pro career has ended. Uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, we're looking forward to that interview. And, uh, yeah, what's uh, what's the conversation for a uh, real talk conversation? Did, did you did you did you name it something? Diamond? Nah, nah, we gonna we gonna dabble into a couple of different things. Like you know, when you get back, stick with us. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna do what we do on the fix. There's a couple topics that we want to talk about. Let's get into some music. Y'all know how we do it. Uh, let's start off with some. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Shine uh, with Powerball. You're tuned in to the fix. The fix is in. <laughs> You even try me. Got it out the mud like I'm making parry. First, you get a ticket like you hit the lottery. Then you power ball out on everybody. And I beat the high. 
kitchen whipping up wasabi And it's getting hot as hot as the Mojave MFTF dog, you know that's my posse All my homies with me, all my homies concrete Sliding through the city, it feel like Jumanji Canada's and choppers like Mr. Miyagi Timmy, Timmy Turner, can't know Vicky's block me Cause I got the magic touch like I'm with Hermione And when it's on the line, I pull up like Kyrie Shout my homie Ty, I feel like I'm Ollie Open up my eyes, you cannot surprise me And I got the juice, got the juice like high C Yeah, you know I'm trying to tell you Don't you even try me Got it out the mud like I'm making party First you get a ticket like you hit the lottery Think I'm selling dope, baby But I get it honest I just hit the stage and rock it Like a living comic I be pocket watching Wanna know what's in my wallet Bitches up in heaven Yeah, my treasures from my goddess Dipping on my necklace I just pulled up with a goddess Keep on talking reckless We gon' pull up like it's Sonic Me and Kelby chefing My new record sound bionic And I promise all it really took was timing And yeah, you know we had to tell you Should be 30. Come more shot up fire like Curry. 
We no need no judge, we a jury I'm on no green, bro, we no play dirty We have a eye shatter and him name Birdie We have magic and him cream like McFlurry Feel the flame that you're reaching Light a fire in your kitchen Try stay firm in your walk, no matter the prison Still walk hard if me not have no bad pipping Aim like Jordan, but you still need a pipping Nobody can do it themselves It don't work Me try that already to flight, no man island in life. Nobody can do it themselves. It don't work. Me done that already. To put ten thousand to flight, a tree strong the good holds its blind. Look, I was battle rapping in them bars. A 15 couldn't drive a car, no way. Mama Joe me waited in the back, like, hey. Walked out with the prize money, like, yay. Uh, suit up, how I went from screw up. Rapping on a school bus, to now they rap the two bus. Then we executed all the plays that we drew up. Got the jewelry in me, so why would I need a jeweler? Running that court like boo. All of my boys, they know. I don't say what I think, only say what I know. Let them all run their mouth, then I run up the scope. When you game loud, you don't gotta talk it all. Look, I don't want the business, let's just win, win, win. How your air ball, playing the rim, rim, rim. When you drop 30, they all wanna wear your jersey. But I tell you right now, they ain't your friend, friend, friend. They shooting all shot, playing no D. You two game pop, how you shoot three? Win the chip, then we cut the net. One thing you don't forget, huh? Nobody can do it themselves. It don't work. Me try that already. Two put ten thousand to flight. No man island in life. Nobody can do it themselves. It don't work. Me done that already. Two put ten thousand to flight. A tree strong the good holds its blind. Back then, had the music so loud that the cops came. Told them I am not the crook, but they still gang. Gang. Wait. Bosh. James. All aboard the ship, we just want the chip chip. That's the way we bought, it's that little flip flip. Last supper, man, I'ma need a sip sip. Uber XL, rolling with the click click. Two three, with the three three, in the nine six. Pete Miller, no limit, sitting on the go tank. ATL fam, do or die Still black on both sides like it's 99 Bobby Boucher since the 2K In the kitchen, boy, dang with the souffle Next tour, we go parlay food francais The magic game, never put the chain on, yeah All hustle, no huddle, that's reckless All macho, no muscle, that's headless Your Cuban got a weak link Even Jesus saw the 12 shrimp Nobody can do it themselves it don't work, me try that already Two put ten thousand to flight No man island in life Nobody can do it themselves It don't work, me done that already Two put ten thousand to flight What's up, everybody? This is Chris Webb, poet, artist, and filmmaker, and you are tuned in to The Fix Radio, and The Fix is in. (laughs) 
Yes, sir. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. You know how we do it, man. Started off with some music, man. Started off with uh, your welcome, Sean, man, uh, aka Keyshawn Furlu with that Powerball, and uh, played that team off that Andy Minio and that uh, Words Play, that Magic and Bird mixtape, uh, A before C. Mm-hmm. Um, Words Play is actually coming to Cleveland uh, in May. I'm cool. You cool on that? Yeah, I'm cool. I like Words Play. Um, I like Words Play with other people. You think by itself you don't like him? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, we talk about that. That 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 mixtape was pretty hot. Yeah, that mixtape was pretty hot. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how he does live. I I, I just I don't know. He cracks me up. He got a lot of <laughs> a lot of energy. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to like try to play him or nothing like that. Like he just he don't like it. Don't move me. Right. We got Toby here this week though. Yeah, yeah. I know you said you ain't gonna be able to make it. I'ma see. I might be able to, to finesse it. I'm working some things out. You working some things out? Working some things out, man. Seems so like so so it's it's not locked, but I have been in communication with him. We mm-hmm. might be able to get that interview. Um, I'm letting you know now, so mm-hmm. let, I'll let you know for time, just mm-hmm. in case if you can finesse that time, because yeah, I, I would definitely. And if you're listening, Toby, we definitely hope we uh, we get a chance to interview this week, brother. Yeah, Toby's a good dude, man. I, I um, bumped into him. We didn't have like no lengthy conversation, but I um I ran into him when you were in Atlanta, right? Yeah, when I was in Atlanta. Good dude. Yeah, 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 definitely. Him and uh, Fat waiting on they uh they uh their Uber at the airport. Were they? Yeah. Has he ever said what her <clears throat> real name is? Because he calls her Fat, but is that like what's her real name? I don't, I don't know, man. That's just her that's his, name. That's his, that's that's that man's wife. I'm not about to ask. Well, yeah, I say that because no, no, I, I don't want to have that conversation either. But I'm just saying I say that because he's made it very clear. If you say anything about Fat, he's gonna put some hands on you. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean. I am. I respect that man. Uh huh. He has you, much you're, respect. You're right. He has made it abundantly clear that, like, if you touch fat, like, there are several ways that he's going to engage you physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm just not interested in those those types of types of engagements at the moment. So I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you uh, you recently listened to uh, What Up RG's uh, new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, man? I know we talked a briefly about it uh, last show, but I wanted to kind of dive into it. We should have did an uh, album review on that, too, as well. Me and you probably will do it to do a little five or ten minute little album review. But just give me your overall uh, thoughts on the project, uh, what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I, like I said before, I thought that it was a, um, like it was a good project. Mm-hmm. I think that he is what happens... Um, when you have someone who's being uniquely them mm-hmm. and just like putting it in the music, like he doesn't have to be um, like a Bible thumper in order for you to feel like good about the music. And he also doesn't have to sound like other people. I agree. Um, which is something that I, that I can appreciate. Yeah, He definitely has his own sound. Um, I love that he was really he was real transparent on this project. Mm-hmm. It's and it's only it's only four songs. So like you say, we don't speak Spanish, so the mm-hmm. fifth song we have no idea what right, it's saying. Right. <laughs> but yeah, for four songs to put out a little four song that would be like an EP, right? Yeah, is that was considered like an EP? Mm-hmm. Um, put out was it six? Six songs is an EP. Oh, six songs is an EP. Okay. Yeah, the, we, well, I think great, this was the great the, Ronnie Knight dropping dropping knowledge on us in here. Oh yeah, the DJ you love to love, Ronnie Knight is in the building, so yeah, he he'll be hopping on the ones and twos in a minute. You know how he do it. But yeah, um, what I lot of what I what I liked about it, um, the transparency, um, especially the one track, um, I forget the name of it, but he talks about depression, mm-hmm. and how he's really depressed. 
Um, he talked about his dad being deported and how that affected his whole family and how he had to step up and almost like be the man for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was real interesting. And I, I didn't realize this, he's he's only like 21 or 22, I think. Yeah, he's a young boy. Yeah, he's, I he, knew that. Yeah, he's, I, I didn't realize he was that young. I thought he was just, like me at Just wait. I'm sure Reach Records is sneaking around at some of them shows right now trying to snatch him up. Oh, he, he's already signed to reach. I thought is he? Yeah, he's already signed to reach. Yeah, he's already signed to reach. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, yo, I'm almost for sure. Yeah, what are who are the who is the A and R people at Reach that's like sitting there like, yo, man, let me let me go catch this dude. Hey, they smart. That's, hey, these guys, but they. they I, I wouldn't be surprised if no big deal signs were reached too as well. You figure him and one K few were on tour together. Mm. Um, I, I could see it happening. I don't, I don't think no. I don't think no big deal needs it. True. He don't need it for the distribution side. He don't need it. Okay, because I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people do. I know that's what Derek Miner did. Derek Miner kind of went and sat up under Lecrae a little bit for. I think it was like a couple years, uh, but it was more of it was a mentoring thing, but it was more a distribution deal. Then he went back because you know he still has his RMG uh, label too as well. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you can learn from somebody and be like in their space mm-hmm. without being signed to the label. True, true. It doesn't happen often, though. I mean, look at Swoop. Yeah. Swoop is a great example. Like, Swoop's been rocking with Lecrae for a minute, been on tour. Oh, yeah. All, all his stuff. tours, yeah. yeah. You're right. He has been rocking with him for a minute. Will you ever, do you ever think they will ever release that uh, second project that they no. did? You don't think they'll ever release it? No. Even no. on the mixtape side? you think? Do you think they would probably do get together and just do something on their own? Here, the, the, the real question is who owns it? Because the label doesn't even exist anymore. Collision is is no longer uh, existing. Yeah, isn't, the label don't exist. So who who owns the rights to it? That's true. Talking specifically about the uh, "We Live as Kings" uh, album, Christian Grey, Swoop, Dre Murray, Alex Faith. Um, it, was was, fire. It, it was rumored <laughs> that it was a part two. It was it's not a rumor. Like they've all said it was, it was, <laughs> that there is a part two that that will never be released. That 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 exists. It just. It's not coming out, and that's okay, man. Is, is it kind of like a uh, that Wu Tang thing? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool on that. I'm not really. I'm, I'm a different generation. That's what I'll say. Okay. Because like the the praise that people give Wu Tang to me, like they was cool, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm not clamoring for the for the latest Wu Tang drop. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Man, Wu Tang was that thing. It's, again, it's 90s, no, bro. it's no shade. Like I'm not trying to be shady. Uh huh. Just for me, uh-huh. it it's not it's not what I'm what I'm checking for right now. But like, I'm not a big like East Coast artist, dude. Yeah, you more dirty South. I'm not really dirty South. You like a lot of Atlanta artists. It's not even so much Atlanta artists. Like I like I like music that speaks to the space that I'm in. I think everybody does. That's fair. That's fair. And so, like the the music, like I mean, there's a dude, um, there's a couple people out of uh, out of the Midwest that I rock with. That's uh, that's that's pretty solid. You know what I'm saying? And even on the female side, so you got No Name, who is super dope. Rhapsody, who is super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Boogie, who just dropped a uh, project not too long ago. He's dope. Um, what up, RG? I really rock with. No big deal. I really rock with. Swoop. I been rocking with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not you know uniquely just a uh, a South thing. It's just like I'm trying. I try to find artists that speak to the space I'm in. And like, <clears throat> no, again, no shade to Wu Tang. 
because they are legends mm-hmm. and they have done tremendous work. Um, but they just not. They they ain't. That's not where I'm at. That's right. And I mean, it's other artists because because Wu Tang represents um, like what people describe as like the golden era of hip hop. Of yeah. hip hop, absolutely. And like, there's a lot of artists that fall in that space that I'm not. I'm not chasing after in the same way. We've had this conversation about like Big and Pop. Like they're cool. Like I respect them as as being um, trailblazers in some ways. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not. I'm not going back like reliving. There is no, I have no memories attached to their catalog. <clears throat> and that's 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 very very, especially with Tupac. And it's not, but it's not like a disrespect to them. I know what you're saying. I just grew up in a different space. So you remind me a lot of Tupac, though. Believe it or not. Oh. You do. Mm-hmm. I will. You, uh, you you definitely you definitely uh, always looking for community involvement. You definitely always you, you you're a rebel in your own little space. <laughs> oh, you definitely a rebel in your own space. I'll be chilling. You do be chilling, but you still be rebelling. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. They they know what they see a before C. You know what I'm saying? They they make sure everything is in order. Because if it's not in order. You, you don't have a problem with letting them know it ain't in order. Cool, I be I be chilling, man. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's doing their thing. I be chilling, but again, like it's no disrespect to to any of those artists because I know I can be opinionated at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's no it's no disrespect to any of those artists or the things that they've accomplished mm-hmm. or that they've done for the culture. Like I'm familiar with them mm-hmm. um, because I recognize the value in in understanding the historical context. Mm-hmm. But I, I also understand that, like they they don't speak to, to the things that I am, I am existing in right now. That's fair. That's fair. Definitely. Um, I think it's too a it's a generational thing too as well. Right. I, I think so too as well, and that's Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. Because yeah, we, you know, a lot of artists that you you, you name that are new, not all of them, but uh, some of them, I'm like, eh. Because even even if we if we look at like artists like Nas and Jay Z who have like been able to transcend in a, to a certain extent different genre or different um, generations mm-hmm. like my attachment to their music <clears throat> it's not reasonable doubt for me it's not reasonable doubt or illmatic it's not illmatic for me i don't know how it ain't i think i think i think those were both probably by far, well I, I wouldn't say where it reasonable doubt definitely is in uh jay-z's probably top i would say top two top three catalog at the latest at the at the least uh, top three, you but, know I, something but Illmatic is definitely Nas's best project. You know something I've realized? I'm not a fan of like New York rap. Oh well, yeah. Like in a real general way, yeah. And like That's the fair. music, the music that I like from Jay Z, like I'm thinking Blueprint, which was like his step into other like sounds mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit further away from that like hardcore New York rap. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's a it's, it's a space for that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not the thing that I'm checking for. Let's hop back onto the uh, CHA side. Uh, we we've talked before about um, some throwback projects: um, mm-hmm. Swoop, Natalie Loring, and um, Show Baraka, mm-hmm. and also Jr. Was it High Society Collective? High Society, Collective, high society yeah. yeah, High Society Collective. How do you think that lines up with what's out now? And that album is probably what. Is that a decade old, maybe? Ooh, it might be. I mean, this is 2019 now. Is that like 09, 08? Let me look and see before I, before I 
I say anything. Let me look and see. Because I would argue that that album for CHH is like true hip hop. Is that fair to say? Mm. And when I say true hip hop, you kind of got all the flavor. You got different. You got the melodies from Jr. You had the the almost like bebop type flow from Natalie Lauren on that. Swoop even kind of had like the little bebop type flow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've seen um, Swoop evolve on his 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 lyrics. Almost, almost. It came out uh, January 17, 2012. 2012. So this is seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we Live as Kings hadn't dropped yet, right? No, 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 no. So this is before We Live as Kings came out with Swoop, Dre Murray, Christian Gray, and Alex Faith. And is did Show Baraka have a solo project yet? Uh, yes, he had. So I know this is before Lions and Liars. So this is probably what what was before Lions and Liars. I forget what project was before that. But I'm just saying how they came together mm-hmm. and they. I, I thought that was just a true like hip hop album. I think anybody. I think you can give that album to anybody, and probably by the third or fourth track, you'll know that it's more, you know, faith infused or Christian hip hop, whatever you want to say. But mm-hmm. at first, when you listen to it, you just gonna kind of like bob your head to it. Yeah, we live as kings was the following year, so March fifth, two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. When did when did Shoba drop his first uh, track, his see. first album rather? Because I'm I'm interested to see because I know um, after that project. Um, Natalie dropped, which she was Susie Rock at that time. <laughs> yeah, Susie Rock was tough. And Natalie has wrote a lot of dope, man. Natalie is such a dope mm-hmm. producer and just writer. Lions and Liars was March 30th, 2010. So that came out the year before? Two years before? Yeah, two years before. And then The Talented 10th came out the year, two years after We Live as Kings. And that was his most controversial uh, album. Yeah, he had a lot of because that was the one that was supposed to originally be called the N word. That's correct. Yeah, because he talked about Jim Crow, uh, the new Jim Crow uh, mm-hmm. law with the prison system and everything that the masses are feeding our people. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, just I just want to get your insights a little bit on that that project. And do you think that yeah, was I, the truth? I love that project. I still listen to it now. <clears throat> you still, still listen to it now. You still rock with it? Absolutely. Do you think that was like like really like hip hop? Um. So it depends, right? So when okay. people say really hip hop, mm-hmm. they have like an idea of what they what they think hip hop is. So like, nah, I'm not listening to it thinking it's like boom pop. Like I'm not thinking listening to it uh, expecting um, your standard traditional like East Coast uh, like dirty grimy bars. Like it was, it was a solid project from a group of people who were looking for ways to be creative. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I appreciated most. Is that I've, I've, I've to this day not heard anything sonically uh, that's that sounds or reminds me of of that that project. I agree. I agree. Um, let's hop into a little bit of the new artists. Well. Both Faith Infused and Christian Hip Hop, because I know some of them don't identify with Christian Hip Hop. Uh, they just want to be called hip hop artists. Um, mm-hmm. Aha Gazelle. Mm-hmm. Um, he came on the scene about four years ago. I mm-hmm. believe the first um, mixtape I heard from him was something called, I think it was called Green Beans and Tuna. Mm-hmm. How do you think with the way the new wave or the new artist, because he would be considered like the new wave artist in Faith Infused or Christian Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think he lines up with some of the older 
um, artists uh, like Dre Murray or you know even Swoop. Swoop is kind of old to the genre no too kinda. as well. Swoop, Swoop's been around for a little minute. Okay, okay. I believe we got somebody on the phone. We, we got somebody on the phone, DJ Ronnie. Okay, okay. We might have our interview on the phone. Let's see what we got. We, we, we'll pick that conversation back up because uh, I was going somewhere with that. Hello. Hello, this is William Green. Hey, how you doing, William Green? Uh, appreciate you, sir. This is DJ Focus from the Fixed Radio Show. We appreciate you calling in, Dan. Oh, no worries, man. I got, I'm got. i on the road. My wife and I are uh, taking my daughter back up to college, but I can hear y'all good, so no, no worries. We can make it work. Okay, okay, we won't we won't hold you long. So we'll hop right into it. Uh, first and foremost, we like to, uh, to ask all our uh, guests uh, when they come on, if you could, can you give us a little bit brief uh, of your faith story, kind of how you got a, a relationship with God and, and where you are now? Yeah, man, uh, long story short for me, we, you know, grew up very traumatic childhood. I lost both my parents pretty early, you know, had, had a tough time, and I, uh, you know, football was always the answer. Um, and I always thought, you know, the NFL one day, that's it. That's the answer, money, thing, you know, to get there. When we realize the reality is that that's not, that's not the case, you know. So now, now what am I going to do? I, I still stuck with this pain and all these things I got going on in my life. And, you know, no matter how much money I got, the touchdowns I score, I'm, I got to deal with this, this, this pain I got in my life. And for me, it was really, you know, really understanding the gospel, someone really sharing the gospel with me and, just getting to a point where it's like, you know what, I really, really accept the Lord. And God just did an amazing thing in my life. He just pulled me out of a deep, dark place and pulled me out of some pain that I just thought I could not get out of. And he told me to do one thing, just tell people what I've done. You know, tell people what I've done for you. You know, people need hope. And um, that's what I've been doing, man. Probably about 10 years ago I got started. And it's just kind of grown. I know I've never thought it would turn into you know speaking nationally and internationally. I thought you know speaking some prisons, maybe some football teams, but it just turned into a life of his own. Uh, that's what the Lord does. So yeah, that, that's how basically how I got into speaking, man. I just was being obedient, and seeing what that would look like, and just bragging on Jesus a bit, brother. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, just a uh, follow-up question on that. Uh, did you did you think uh, early on, uh, how was the impact of you losing your parents, like, so early at a young age? Did that, did it really strengthen your uh, relationship with God at first, or was it kind of like, uh, you know, did you kind of have doubts or kind of be hinder your relationship a little bit? Because I think um, a lot of times, um, you know, people always give, you know, insight on, the, the end result, was that really, you know, the first thing, you know, when you first lost your parents? And can you walk us through that process a little bit, if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think for me, I waver back and forth. Um, I had a mother who was sold out for the Lord. You know, she was, she loved God. She she was a woman of faith. Uh, I lost both of my parents to AIDS. Father, you know, had a heroin problem and contracted that disease. My mother was determined to raise her family the way the Lord said to raise her family. And ultimately, at the end, she got my father saved, and, you know, and they finished that life off together. But uh, my mother, I watched her with this determination and this grit to where she just, you know, wouldn't quit on life. She wouldn't quit on God. You know, she would say, you know, God's fully capable of healing me, you know, right here on this earth, but I know one day I'll receive it when I get to heaven. So just this amazing faith with a person would think all is lost and a person that almost had every right to kind of quit and say, man, where is God? Um, so for me, I had that instilled in me. I knew it's got to be 
more to this faith thing. I mean, a person doesn't just go through that and still believe in a God if it's not real. Um, but because of that very reason, initially it caused me to be angry as a kid. My God, you know, how does this happen to this type of person? You know, why is that ha- this happening? So I really think for me, I would waver back and forth, waver back and forth. You know, God, I understand. Um, man, I'm going to still do big things in my life. And then there were days when I could think about it as a kid and I would get really angry and upset. But I think for the most part in my case, um, it just strengthened me. It strengthened me. And, and I think in that situation, people go one or two ways. You know, I speak in a lot of juvenile detention centers and prisons, and I always tell the kids, the guys, man, listen, um, you can self-victimize or, or, or you can let this make you strong. If you self-victimize and say, well, me, and this is my life, and get stuck in that pain, that'll be your life. But if you say, man, this happened, perhaps it's unfair, but I want something more. And most importantly, man, if they can find the Lord, you know, it, it changes everything. So, to answer your question better, I think with the things that happened to me early on, I would kind of waver back and forth. But there was some, uh, there was a foundation that was set on the inside of me when it came to walking with the Lord, and I just had a great example of someone who just walked their life out for Christ. And I think that was the one thing that kind of would always at the end pull me back, even when I would get off track. It's kind of like, okay, it's, it's, it's something more to this. I, I experienced this in another way, so. Um, yeah, man, I think I will wave it back and forth. That's good. That is good. Yeah, that is well at the end. That's good. So, so who were some of your uh, your mentors or some people that kind of like motivated you uh, on the male side? Because I, I I hear you say you lost both of your parents at thirteen, and I know you know you were a standout um, athlete at that point. Did you kind of like go towards co- you know lean towards your coaches? Did you have like a pastor or an elder or a deacon or something that kind of took you under the wing to just kind of groom you into a man? No, I, man, I, um, you know, I, I, I learned bumps and bruises of, you know, not really having a father around. Um, you know, I had my grandmother who raised me. She was always very upfront with me. Okay. And I think, you know, as a good athlete, what always happens, and I speak about this all the time, what about the kids that are kind of in the middle? You know, I was always a, a, a good athlete, a good football player, so it was always, how, how's William going? Uh, make sure he's eligible. He's got to play in the game. Uh, what's William doing? Is William hungry? He's got to eat. He's got to plan again. So that, that was always the case for me where I had people kind of look out for me um, in that sense. But really, you know, I still really lacked that strong role model, which I think really caused me later on, especially when I got to the NFL and everything's not working out right, to really go in the wrong direction. And, you know, I was looking for direction. Okay, now what I do? what do I do when everything's not going great? When, when, when you know... I say not going great. I know things happened to me in my life, but the hope of performing and being in the NFL was enough to keep me on a straight and now and kind of give me joy, you know, and to finally get there, and that's not the case. And for the first time in my life, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Um, and I think if I would have had a male role model, male figure to really direct me in that way, you know, that, that, that probably wouldn't happen. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know my identity in Christ. It's not in, in a game of football, you know, so... I mean, definitely, I felt the effects of that. But uh, for the most part, man, God was God was my father, and, and when I got a hold of him, he always kind of, you know, I, I would go through different things, and I could feel it to a certain degree. But I know His hand was on my life, man. He, he really protected me so many different times when I look back. Hey, can, uh, can we call you brother? I always call you brother Green. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my brother Evangelist. Hey, okay, yeah. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video on you, and you were uh, you told this joke about the Browns, how uh, 
this uh, older man uh, asked the Browns to be uh, his pallbearer. There and you, and they said why? You said because they could put me down one more time. Uh, what, what do you think about the Browns uh, right now? Man, I, you know, we, we, I, I like to make fun of us. It, it just, yeah. you know, sometimes you stand in front of an audience. Oh, it was a good joke. got to kind of make fun, crack jokes a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the Browns, I, what, what else am I going to say? They're not winning games. <laughs> uh, but now that, that's all changed, man. Yeah. I, I think um, I think this year, obviously, on paper, on paper, they look like they can win the Super Bowl. But the one thing I know about the game of football, you, you still got to get out there and play. Um, but I'm excited about him. I like I like Baker Mayfield. I like the way he plays. He's very poised. You know, he just kind of takes his time. And, and, you know, he doesn't get into the pressure. Laid back, good quarterback, very confident. Um, I like, the, of course, the additions that we got in the backfield. They got the hunt kid when he gets back off the suspension. So they got some great guys. And, of course, Odell Beckham. Um, I hope the chemistry with that works out. You know, with, you just never know with a guy like that. Hopefully the chemistry is well and, and he can fall in line there on that team. But I think for the most part, a lot better off than we were last year, that's for sure. So, so I know Cleveland is always like, man, next year, next year. But I think this is, is really next year this time for it. So I think it's really next year. So I think it'll be good. Uh, I want to ask you a quick question, too, about uh, just your motivational speaking career. What What's one of the moments that sticks out in your brain the most about um, – you know, as you've been out you know, doing motivational speaking, and where would that be? Yeah, man, you know what really sticks out to me? I do all kinds of speaking. So I go, I can do corporate events. I speak at a lot of universities, colleges, high mm-hmm. schools. But what stands out to me the most is one of my favorite, man, is the prison ministry. And uh, going to these places, maximum security prisons, you got guys in death row, they get out of there get out of this cage, you know, one hour a day, and they go into another cage where it's a television mm-hmm. for an hour, and there's, you know, a pull-up and a dip bar, and the rest of their life. But to go in and, and you begin to share the gospel and begin to minister, and you can literally, as the gospel is going forward and the Holy Spirit is going forward, you can see hope rising in their eyes. Mm-hmm. You can see that although they're in this situation, when you tell them about Jesus and his joy and the hope, that they still have is you can see it as almost as if all is not lost. You know, it, 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 it's something left. You know, for those who the spirit is settled in their heart. So to look into a person like that and look into their eyes and to see that hope start to rise and that hope to be to change. Uh, for me, that's what it's all about, man. I, I love it. I love that. I love it dearly. The prison ministry by far is probably uh, one of my favorites, man. That really stands out. I, I got. Um, I was just thinking that you're riding around uh, with your bride, and uh, yeah, how do you, my wife's right here, my daughter's in the back. That's right. Yes, yeah, sir. So now, how how do you handle being on the road so much in family life? Yeah, you know, um, a lot of prayer, um, a lot of you know, my wife talking, wife and I talking things through, um, and just really relying on the Lord. You know, we know. I know firsthand that God called me to ministry, called me. Um, to be an evangelist, but at the same time, my family's my first ministry. So, really, with the grace of God, really going to seeking the Lord and balancing, okay, what, how much time do I need on the road? How much time do I need to be home? Um, and just relying on the Lord for that, you know, let him set things up and let him really guide and direct. And I think this year we're really transitioning to where, you know, I'm doing a lot more in my own area um, just because the kids are getting older. 
Um, you know, so I'm in middle school now, going to high school. And so it's really just, you know, just the grace of God, man, just really praying and getting direction and letting God work that out. And um, it's just something we always have to constantly watch over the years, and sometimes it can change year by year. Uh, but for the most part, as time is going on, I'm definitely looking to be home. I'm going to be home a lot more. Uh, but it is uh, it can be tough at times. It definitely can be tough. Um, and sometimes I can but the best part about it is sometimes I can get real good quality time and where you know, in the summertime I can be home for a whole month straight. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, it just, it just depends. It all just depends. That's good. That's good. So can you tell the people a little bit more about what exactly Team Thirty uh Team Green Thirty One is, your ministry, what exactly that is and what that looks like? Yeah, Team Green 31, of course, is our ministry, and it's um, twofold, so to say. You know, you got to be the law, you know, a church and state. A lot of times I go to schools, and it's just a, a motivational message, motivational, encouraging message. Um, a lot of times I can go to the corporate world, I can speak for, for a bank, or I can speak for an insurance company, guy called it, and it's just motivational. Um, and, and then, of course, is, is the ministry side of it. Um, the ministry side of it is, just sharing what God has done. Uh, one of the things that I always do is just, I think it's very important, just always just to clearly share the gospel. Where you clearly share what people can really understand, how simple it is and what Christ has really done and how we receive him in our life. And I think a lot of times that can be overlooked and it causes people to be confused. Um, so really, uh, you know, twofold, um, inspirational side, motivational side, and then just the, really the spiritual side where it can be, I can really go forward and just, I like to say, brag on Jesus. Um, but Team Green 31 is inspired, of course, my phone number, and I look at my ministry as, you know, Team Green I call is my own family. You know, my wife and I, it's 10 of us. We got, you know, five girls and three boys, and I visualize Team Green for the future. You know, we have our community center, we have our church, and all those things like that. I believe the Lord is going to allow, you know, all the members of Team Green to play that part. It's a psychiatrist, my daughter's going to school for psychiatry. Uh, I got a son who I believe will be a pastor, one son that could be a lawyer. So when I think about Team Green, I just think about in whole, Lord, use my family, my entire family. We dedicate our lives to you, and uh, we want to go forward in ministry uh, uh, together. So I, I like to include them in that and, and kind of speak that in, into existence. So do you see yourself maybe uh, slowing down and maybe uh, planting, starting like to plant that church and you be more of the pastor role compared to being the uh, motivational or like traveling evangelist? Pastor Green. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's becoming inevitable. I know the Lord is leading me towards that. He's been speaking to my heart about that quite a bit. And um, I, I know it's still the season for me to be on the road, but I know that's coming soon. Uh, in fact, I just uh, we just won a great scholarship man, for the NFL. It's called NFL Trust. Um, so right now I'll be working on my MD, my Master's of Divinity here. It's a theological school here in Baltimore. Where the NFL, they pay for it. It's great. You know, initially I went, I said, man, I, I can go back to school for free. I'll go. Um, and it really doesn't make a difference as far as opening doors or closing doors. Because uh, I was able to, you know, just the platform being a professional athlete and uh, being an evangelist, people invite me. But I think... Ultimately, when all of that is done, um, having that education and that background, when it's time to kind of slow down to be a pastor, I'll be prepared for it. So all the rules seem to be leading to that. God's speaking to my heart. I'm uh, finishing up uh, seminary right now. So I, I think that's what it's going to be eventually, and that will allow me to kind of settle down and, and you know, be, get my children stable and start that church or that community center or uh, whatever it may be. 
That's good. I just got one last question. I uh, just want to know, what's your spiritual diet like, man? What's what's a regular devotional morning or a devotional evening? What books you reading that uh, just continue to illuminate and give you wisdom from God? What, what does your spiritual diet look like? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I, you know, and I think back over my life and I talk to my wife, and, and it's always one of those things. Anytime we struggle with anything, whatever it may be, we're all human. And the bottom line, the answer is always, are you in your word enough? Are you spending enough time with God? And at the end of the day, I think that's what it all comes down to. When we start to slip away and get caught up in the business of the world, and we're not really, you know, we're believers, we're pushing forward, we still call ourselves doing the work that God has us to do, but we start to get away from opening up that Bible, getting that word in us, praying, you know, not just speaking to God, but I'm going to pray 15, 20 minutes, then I'm going to sit there for another 15 minutes and listen to what the Lord has to say. So just that quiet time going into that secret place, you know, what that looks like for me, uh, you know, with eight kids. Wow. First thing in the morning, you know, I got got to get up. If I don't do it, first thing in the morning is not going to get done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember, you know, at first you're talking to the Lord, and I'm kind of like, man, um, it's not enough time in the day. How do I do it? God just spoke to my heart, like, William, you can can never get up too early. You know, you got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. To get it done, get it done. So, mm. as I tell my sons, if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, you know, all we need to be added upon us. And that's how I try to go about it. I get up, you know, I get my time in, uh, get my coffee, get my time with the Lord. I pray, uh, I wait for the Lord to speak back to my heart. Then I just get in my Bible. And uh, I got kind of like, I'm really a visual learner, man. So I get my Bible and my books. I get my Bible where it's audio and I listen to it. But, you know, first thing in the morning, first part of my day, I get that in and, and, and I go from there, man. But, um, yeah, if I don't get in there bright and early, it, it usually doesn't happen. And that can't be an excuse. Yeah. I, I was watching a, a vid on how you uh, your career was almost hindered um, because of a, a pair of cleats. And um, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. wonder how you, you could speak yeah. life into a young generation that um, – and I, I won't say as a whole because that would, that would be a prejudice word, but but um, a large part of a generation that that seems to worship money. What? How would you speak life yeah. into them? Uh, I just tell them this way, you know. They're born in the projects of Lansing, New Jersey, not real poor. You know, father in and out of prison on drugs, mom's a single, you know, pretty much single parent trying to raise a five kids, real poor kids. Of course, the poor kids, right? We other kids laughed at us. We, you know, we live in the same apartment building, but we lose the kids that was always laughed at. We didn't have much at all. So I remember feeling life was felt real low, you know, felt real low. And then always, I remember what it was like to feel like I'm living life kind of high, and I got money and fame, and I can live in a great community. But the reality is, is that it it never matters what your house looks like on the outside. The only thing that matters is if there's peace on the inside. And then I try to explain to them. I can meet some young kids who go to schools. They got everything. Their father cuts them off in the Mercedes Benz, and they're cutting on themselves. They got cuts up and down mm-hmm. their arm. It's like, man, what happened? Why are you, why are you cutting yourself? Well, I just want to feel something. I feel like no one sees me. My parents give me whatever I want, but nobody pays me any attention. And mm-hmm. go to inner city Chicago, and they're building these prisons based off fourth or fifth grade test scores, and these kids have nothing. But you know, reality is to get them to try to understand is that. You know, the joy of the Lord has got to be your strength. And 
No amount of money changes that. Everything becomes relative. The brand new car, it just becomes a car after a while. The big house can become a big empty house after a while. But true joy and true love is always going to be where, is that, where it is. And I know it's tough to say that to someone who doesn't really have much, but I promise you, if you got love and you got joy and you got that from the Lord, you got a whole lot more than a lot of people who you think are doing better than you, you know, may have more wealthy or whatever, or television or whatever it may be. Um, you know, we see celebrities, people all the time commit suicide, taking their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to have the Lord, you know. Yeah. Like we always say, it's a, it's a God-shaped void in all of our hearts in order to be filled by a relationship with Christ. You want to go ahead, and, uh, William, and tell them how they can connect, how the people can connect with you. You want to uh, tell them your website, where how to follow you, and uh, if you want to shout out uh, your next engagement, you know where you're going to be speaking at. Yeah, man, I'll be. Uh, well, I'll be in Ohio this week. Actually, I'll be in uh, the Willard, Ohio area. Um, then I'll be up at. Uh, I'll be down in uh, down by Virginia Beach, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, then I'll be going overseas. I go over to Australia this year. Okay. Uh, but you can check me out, Team Green 31, uh, Team Green 31. Um, and, again, I do all kind of ministry, corporate events, you know, school assemblies, whatever it may be. But you know, all my wisdom comes from the Lord and, and, and what he's put, put in my heart. Um, so, yeah, Team Green 31, um, and you can email me there and everything like that. That's where you can reach me. But real simple, Team Green 31, just like I order number 31 for Cleveland Brown. Well, we definitely got to get you back to Cleveland this year too, as well. So hopefully we can uh, we can book you for Cleveland too, as well. I'd love to meet you in person, man, and uh, just pick your brain a little bit more, man, on some more theology and just some other stuff, man. Hey, we definitely proud of you, man. We we definitely uh, will be praying for you that you continue to do a good work for the Lord. Uh, definitely get back to your wife, man. Thanks for a little bit of your time. There y'all have it, ladies and gentlemen. Former uh, first round draft pick William Green from the Cleveland Browns, now a motivational speaker. Keep God it bless lo- you guys. Thanks for having me. Bless you, sir. Keep it locked. Uh, we're going to get into some music. We'll be right back. Uh, right now, let's play, uh, hmm, April before see what we going to play. Let's play some uh, some Swoop, Sin and Me. You're tuned in to The Fix. The Fix is in. What in your head makes you think it's okay to treat somebody like this? I'm asking for a simple phone call. I thought you loved me. I thought you were in love with me. But you don't even love me enough to give me a phone call back? You're just going to ignore me like I don't exist? You're just going to throw me out like I'm a sleazy piece of meat? Am I a sleazy piece of meat to you? Is that how you view me? Because you weren't acting like I was a piece of meat the other night. I wasn't a sleazy piece of meat then. This is not the way it was supposed to turn out. I brought death to life. Brought death to life My indiscretions had me ignoring directions And I left what's right Now what's left is my life hanging in the balance Or a web designed for entrapment And I'm petrified while she laughing Cause I'm next to die I'm staring in the devil's eyes And all that sweet talking disappeared Now this evil is in the mirror Threatening to wreck my life Wishing that I never felt enticed By a feeling that I always felt was Maya Convincing my mental this fixing was sinful And I'm innocent though that's just a lie Shifting the blame Knowing I'm living a sin and a shame Knowing that responsibility claims That I should be pitched in a river of flames I'm feeling the pain Crossing the line, no filling the blank Cross on my mind, I'm drifting away Falters on mine, this guilt is a weight I'm tempted to pray but this sin's in the way Life is a cinema, fighting the sin in my mind And the villain is crimes and the innermost feelings inside This chick is so kindred to kindred She gifted at killing the vibe Drowning now, Maya Desiree is who I name but sound it out, my desire, she is who I am. So guess what? I'm not going away because I'm having your baby. Yes! 
I am pregnant with your child. And if you think ignoring me is gonna make me get rid of this child, or I'm just gonna disappear into thin air, you got another thing from me. I'm having this baby whether you like it or not, and you're gonna help me raise it. If you think anything else is gonna happen, I promise I will kill you. You're gonna help me raise this baby. This is your child. Enticed by my own lust. Temptation is a curse of men. Then, like James once told us, conception leads to birth to sin. First, that baby's cute and cuddly. Then, that monster's grotesque. Cause that sin that used to be lovely is full grown and it's your death. I created this monster. Screws in your neck. Frankenstein stays alive and the race the child will be so deadly. Inside of Maya is Rosemary's baby But my only hope is from the grave, Rosemary's baby Prone to wonder, Lord I feel it, Lord I feel this, gotta kill this illness My God, old habits they die hard when I'm trying to bruise what my will is Trying to view what the film is, stars who past the villain Got the script in your word and I'm trying hard not to screw up the lyrics Temptations are realities, not something I dripped half asleep I need you Jesus, I'm too weak to come up with the strength to battle me, uh, I turn around and see Maya and our baby standing right there, visions of horror, then I realize it was all a nightmare. Big mad at me. Are you big mad at me? 
in my section, sipping fastly. Draw my pain, I think my dad a deadbeat. Are you big mad at me? I just want a family. Can you tell me that you love me? And do I really make you happy? Are you big mad? I just left the hood, but it's in my way. I've been on the gas, I ain't got no brakes. I've been throwing cash, I ain't got no safe. I would say stuff like my dad, but he in my head. I just left the hood, but it's in my way. I've been on the gas, I ain't got no brakes. I've been throwing cash, I ain't got no safe. But say I'm starting like my dad, but he in my head. This is what I get for even running on my own. I can't heal my heart without a home. You ain't even real, you a clone. You can't cuss me out if you don't call. I ain't got no dad, so Are I'm you be mad at yeah. me? Spending cash with no plan like an athlete. Do stay in my section, sip it fastly. Draw my pain, I think my dad a deadbeat. Are you big mad at me? Spending cash with no plan like an athlete. Do stay in my section, sip it fastly. Draw my pain, I think my dad a deadbeat. Are you big mad at me?
Yo, what up? It's the Mike Aficionado Stefanato, and you are now in tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop. Yeah. Jesus got the joy to bring the morning in Basically I'm making rounds I know that you basic so I break it down Meet you where you at, meet you where you at Tell me where you at, I'll meet you where you at Basically I'm making rounds I know that you basic so I break it down Meet you where you at, meet you where you at Tell me where you at, I'll meet you where you at Father, Son, Spirit on my triple beam Triple threat if you try and triple team Shooting lights out cause the triple mean Shouts to East High, Shooter was on every scene Nothing's wrong, T, and I feel good Gift the prophecy, keep the real good Authenticity cause I'm still hood I don't do the fake just to make you feel good Now it's 8-1 forever to the bus stop Ride around and get a mega bus flow Out of sight, baby boy, on my ving reigns My G's moving silence cause the king reigns Step by step and we born again Left, right, left and we storming in Death by death, I was mourning in But Jesus got the joy to bring the morning in Basically I'm making rounds I know that you basic so I break it down Meet you where you at, meet you where you at Tell me where you at, I'll meet you where you at Basically I'm making rounds I know that you basic so I break it down Meet you where you at, meet you where you at Tell me where you at, I'll meet you where you at Hey, this is your man Rico Suave from the Fix Radio Show, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, where we discuss trending topics and different theological perspectives. Are you an artist, poet, church, or small business looking to advertise? Well, reach out to us at thefixradioshow at gmail.com. That's D-A-F-I-X-X, radioshow at gmail.com. Or call us at 440-744-5573 for promo rates, deals, and packages. The Fix is in. Yes, sir.
thinking back to some Fridays where I was far out, but you were in close. Turned up my brain fried and I can see your disappointment with my eyes closed. But I choked down another shot. Meanwhile, a young man glocked with some brown skin and some rough hair on the wrong end of a tough spot. Unqualified and irregular. Understand they call me David in the street. Or maybe Peter, I'm uncertain. I just know I let the pressure get the best of me. The best of me he has yet to see. Cause the fear I have a looking out of place. Listen like I'm on another planet and I know for certain he can see the space. I run away, I change my number, often turn my back, but thankfully you never do. I fall and I fail, you always prevail. Honestly, that's why I'm looking up to you. I'm too messed up and too flawed, too held down by these scars. Yeah, I run to and from the sun for you, but I may not make it that far. Oh no. And as of late, man, I've been going through it, ooh And my trust issues starting to show too I'm cut deep, but I hide it well, Lord But here right now, I'll let you in the wound Inside the room, I can't feel your hands I'm out of touch and I'm out of plans Independence is my greatest trait But talking spiritually, it is my biggest cancer It's deep, Standing in the knee, Father, can you see me? Living in the middle when the gray and I bleed All this hurt that I hold makes chasing you half-heartedly Honestly, feel also oh heavy like a Chevy Totally surrender, y'all, I'm ready Let's cut to the chase, to the bank I'm a machete You're a light in the dark in my dreams like a Freddy Oh my God, I have some flaws But you're making use of me An anomaly who's gotten comfortable What you're running for is what you're saying to me I'm a soldier on the front lines You ain't built me tough so I can run and hide Yo, I can't Gotta go hard in the paint till I feel like walk on the inside On the outside of your thin lines I'm a brain cell in the big mind, I'ma keep kicking till I can't fight. Or I'm out of life, or I run out of time. I'm on the grind for cause, and I always fight for my dogs. I stay down ten toes. I'm a real friend when it comes to my God. Yeah. Asia Star, and I want you to catch the wave with the Fix Squad on ArtSoulRadio.com. The Fix is in. The home team stay winning. Tune into the Fix Radio Show on 216TheBeatRadio.com. It's Asia Star, and the Fix is in. Source of faith infused hit my heart and poetry. Just came off our music set. I'll be glad when you put them bars down for that beat. They 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 need to hear you, eight before C. I'm chilling. The people need to hear you. I'm chilling. So no, I, stop so, chilling and make the intro. Whoa, so, whoa. So, so, so full disclosure, uh, this brother been here for a whole five minutes and just go pull up barking like that, huh? No, Rico Suave in the building. Five huh? I just been on air for five minutes. You just been on air for five minutes. 
Let's get back to him laying down this dope track, though. This, this intro track. Can, can you can you get back to what you do? Everybody stand up. Huh? <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I have no idea what you all Bruh. are talking about. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, he's he's so humble, but we we have a dope rapper uh, amongst the Fix Squad. Um, he doesn't he doesn't want to call himself that, but he he has a couple of projects out. Um, you definitely want to check them out. Uh, oh, Rico, you got some projects out? Boy, please. A before C. <laughs> Tell the people about your projects. Ronnie Knight, man. you got some music out? He got some mixtapes. Go ahead yeah, and talk about coming, it, brother. Man. Talk about it. It's coming. Um, y'all look out for my uh, solo sophomore project. You know, it's going to be dropping. Real soon? Uh, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Uh, <laughs> 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 I pray for us, y'all. Hip hop or hippity hip. Hippity hop. Oh, hip hop hip. Let's get back into our uh, our hip hop conversation, though, man. We was talking briefly before we uh, started the interview, uh, Reek. Um, you missed this. Uh, we were talking about um, some some projects that we, me and Abel Foresee, always t- call like classic Christian hip hop projects. We talked a little bit about uh, High Society Collective. Uh, we talked about, um, of course, We Live as King. Um, we were talking about Swoop's album. Um, was it talented? Hold on, wait, before we go on, I'm not Swoop. Why do people Rocket. say when it's We Live as Kings? Why do people always be like, "Yo, you don't, you don't listen to the walk"? They they switch the letters around. I don't know why they do that. Do they really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know people did that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. It's yeah. it's, it's clearly W L A K. Yeah, so I was DJing I an event and somebody. I, <laughs> I was DJing an event. Somebody was like, "Hey, you got that? You got that walk?" I was like, yeah. "What?" He's like, "Like Jesus walk? Like that Kanye? Oh yeah, I got that." It's like, no, like we live as kings. I was like, I need you to like listen to that again yeah, and tell me if that spell walk. Mm-hmm. Most definitely do not. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know how y'all got your acronyms. <laughs> y'all think Celestia messing up? Y'all got to get that together. Yeah, they got, definitely got to get it together. But that's that that would be considered one of the the classic albums, um, projects in CHH. Um, we were diving into AHA Gazelles um, when he first came on the scene. Um, how does, in your opinion, Rico, um, some of the older projects like We Live as King or we'll, we'll just say uh, – uh, Lions and Liars from Show Baraka. That would be more, or like a, a The Truth album, one of his first albums. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting the names of the album, but uh, one of his first albums. Over the last decade, from those albums, like a Show Baraka or The, the Truth, or even Lecrae, after the music stopped, to where we are now, what's your thoughts on you know Christian hip-hop, how it's evolved? Um. Because you have artists like Aha Gazelle, you have artists like What Up RG, kind of like the new wave artists that are kind of like making, you know, a name for themselves. Even No Big Deal would kind of be in that, in that that circle too as well, compared to like some of the the older guys like Dre Murray, Show Baraka, so on and so on. You you also have to look at um, the genre itself. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, like if you listen to an early Lecrae, you won't hear the same Lecrae you hear now. Absolutely. Um, it's more so not really just evolving with time. It's more so evolving with the audience that is grasping. Uh, like AHA, uh, granted, he, you wouldn't call him a CHH artist. Mm-mm. He don't want to be called a CHH artist. Right. Um, more just faith infused. Right. And... You have to look at certain artists who call themselves CHH artists. Um, we 
we created that box first and foremost. So um, certain artists, certain artists fit those that box. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have Dre Murray, you have a No Big Deal, uh, Swoop. Mm-hmm. You have those artists who will fit CHH and then try to branch out, which is kind of difficult to do in in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, only because you've planted yourself in something that that's really perceived differently mm-hmm. from others. Uh, because if you, I mean, me not being Christian before. Uh, when I first heard the CHH, not only did I think it was corny, it was like, yo, I'm not, I don't want to hear Jesus music all day. Like, that's how I looked at it. Like, you about to you about to basically just rap the Bible. Like, I don't want to hear Second Corinthians rapped to me. Like, that, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I thought of it. Like, I, right. really, I really thought of it like that. And it was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then after, um, it was Lecrae, uh, Gravity, Mm-hmm. Uh, that I got hip to and was like oh oh this is kind of different mm-hmm. like you can still hear the churchiness in it mm-hmm. uh, well you can hear the scripture in the in the message mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was packaged differently mm-hmm. than I was expecting it like now Swoop on the other hand packages his music very nicely it it goes where you can get the church song mm-hmm. And have that feel like I want to be, I want that worship song, but I want to hear, I want to hear some dope lyrics to it. He can give you that, uh, and he can give you a nice, nice banger. Or I'm, I'm not gonna say what a before C would say it was a, I just say a club banger. I ain't gonna say the type of club. Uh, <laughs> he can give you those, those types of, that type of genre. Now you have some artists who just like, eh, you should stop what you're doing. Like you just trash, mm-hmm. um, um, and I guess that comes with some people thinking like this is gonna be. This is the easy way to do it. Like, oh well, I'm a rapper. I can just jump into Christian hip hop. Let me go ahead and do that. Um, then you got some of those rappers who think they can make it in mainstream, and you know you you can't. You may be elite in CHH, but mainstream is completely different. Like. In mainstream, it's not about the message; it's more so the sales. Um, a lot of artists don't fully understand that. And, I mean, it, it is what it is. But the evolution of Christian hip hop is starting to catch up with the evolution of hip hop. Period. Um, granted, it's behind on the curve, on the curve, but it's starting to catch up to that evolution. So. The production is growing, getting better. Uh, it's no longer just organs in the background with your homie on the drums. Like it, the message is still the same, yet it's being packaged differently, as I stated. It's mm-hmm. just really now it's about production changing, and it's it's pretty. I mean, it's getting dope because you got Aha, you got Toby, you got uh, Lecrae. Like his last album, Let the Trip Say Amen. Who's you can see that what direction he wanted to go with that. Um, you have uh, um, Trip Lee, who new album about to come out. Like Yeah, we waiting on that. Highly anticipated album. Mm-hmm. You got certain artists that you know who can come off soaring, and then you got some just like, eh. Eh. Mm-hmm. Hey, before C, I know you, um, 
uh, uh, Rico actually brought up a good point, um, but I know you don't. You didn't too much care for Swoop's last album, Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I, if I if I heard you correctly, you didn't kind of like the churchy feel with the the organs and kind of like the choir singing in the background. Mm-hmm. Why why do you think um, that wasn't such? Why do you think that wasn't a project that you would like expect from Swoop? So it wasn't so much that it was, <clears throat> excuse me, that it wasn't the project that I expect from him. Okay. Um, I think the project's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it just isn't something that I'm pressed to listen to. Because of um, the singing and, and the choir and kind of like the direction he went in? Yeah, it was It was for what it's worth the first project of Swoops that I didn't feel he was extremely personal on. Mm. Wow, really? Yeah. It was the first project that I I didn't feel like he was as personal on. Completely. Every other pro- project, um, at least at at some level, has been a a vision mm-hmm. into his life mm-hmm. uh, and what he's experiencing. And I don't know if I got that from Sunshine. You don't think that's? I, I just think he's at he's at a new 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 uh, place in his life, kind of like you know where you know because I I thought. Yeah, I'm about to say. Uh, and that's not to say that there wasn't. It wasn't there. Uh-huh. I'm saying that comparatively. So if you compare that album to Cinema, oh no, cinema. it's different. Yeah, Cinema's totally different. You know what I'm saying you you compare that album to to Two for One, it's different. Yeah, it feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not to say that the the album was trash because it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It it to me wasn't his best work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was creative. In that he 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 did he did put forth a great effort to include some of the his, his roots in the church. So and not just the church, but like the organs that that Rico mentioned. Like he tried to make sure that those were present. Uh, it just didn't move me. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I definitely think Cinema was his best project personally for me. But I did like Sunshine too as well. I thought Sunshine was a well put together project. Let's hop into his his latest project, Two Four One. This is a project that he he kind of went on wax and said that he wanted to make a project um, specifically for married couples, specifically talking about his love for his wife and everything that they have been been through in their relationship. Um, what's your thoughts on the, the 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 EP? Not a Christian album. It's not a Christian hip hop album. Is it faith infused at least? Um, you and, could you could you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and why do you say it's not a Christian album specifically? When I when I think I, of um, for me personally, somebody really allowing for you to come into their marriage, um, which I think is a very sacred you know sacred thing, a covenant. Um, and share like life experiences through your marriage mm-hmm. with people. You don't think that would be a Christian, um, a Christian um, album? Can we can we can we stop hijacking words in in the English language and making it inherently Christian? <laughs> I love the way you say hijacking words. Go Seriously, ahead. Go, like, ahead. go ahead. Like the idea that that if that because he's married, then that means that it's Christian. Like that's false. No, I'm saying the idea that he's talking about his marriage. The fact that he's talking about his marriage don't mean that he Christian. Two chains talk about his marriage. He's not Christian. That's true, but you 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 clearly know Swoop's a Christian. He talks as a believer. I think on I think the project. We, we know that Swoop is a Christian based on historical context. Okay. I don't I don't know, and I could be wrong. I don't know if this project uh, speaks as boldly 
about his faith as much as it speaks boldly about uh, his relationship and, and love for his wife. I'm not saying that the project was bad. Mm-hmm. I, I like the project. I think there are definitely some tracks on there that I that I can vibe with. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm prepared based on the standards that are set by the powers in the church who say what Christian hip hop is. But the church that's the crazy part. The church don't say what Christian hip hop is. They say what it's not. Right. And, and if we're, they, if we're going, they always say what it's not. I'm saying if we're I going, get that all the time. If we're going based on that, what you playing this over ain't, there? This ain't, this ain't that. Uh huh. And again, it's it's not to say that it's a bad project, but I mean, giving giving context for myself, I don't think it is. Like I said, MVP, it's a dope song, dope track. Is that the not uh, inherently the club banger? That yeah, it's not. Like at, at least for me, it's not inherently Christian, and there's nothing. I don't see anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but it's not inherently Christian. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think that this is something that uh, us as believers need to talk more about. Um, just relationships, marriages, because um, you know, let's be honest. Uh, at least you know, for me, I see it a lot that marriages are under attack. Um, in in the church, I'm just being honest. Like they are literally under attack, and I was who, I, who's attacking marriages. Um, so you know, I don't I don't give the enemy all the power. I think some of the attack is you know self inflicted from the relationship. Itself. Most most of the attack is eh. self inflicted. Listen, let me let me. That's, that's so a, let's let's that's, see. That's, you that's, you that's been, your opinion. You've been you've been picking and picking trying to find something to get me awake. You just found it, all right? I wasn't trying so to get game. you awake. Keep going, right? I am so, I am so, 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 so very tired mm-hmm. of people blaming the devil for everything. No, not everything. I am I'm the so tired of people saying that the the, the devil's attacking my marriage. Nah, bro, you just made some dumb decisions. Hold on, baby. Before you move forward, some people need to understand the devil ain't got time for you. You may got some demons, but it ain't sure ain't the devil. You you so even this idea of demons like and I've I've spoken about this a little bit but the idea of demons uh, is becoming more and more um, uh, evasive for me right it's difficult for me to attach the the idea of demons to everything that people say because in real time like demons aren't the things that we struggle with the things that we struggle with aren't demons there are personal crosses to bear so you don't you don't believe and we, that we are constantly we are constantly challenged to to bear that cross right and it, it varies for different people so for some people it's stealing for some people it's drugs for some people it's sex for some people it's porn everybody has their thing that thing is not necessarily attached to a demon that if you get that demon off your back all of a sudden you're saved from it I, I that's 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 your, that's your opinion, but no, I, I, I don't agree with that. No, I get what I, no, I, I get what he's doing. How, how can he's you? Saying. How can you? How can like it's more than saying. just opinion. Like as Christians, right? It's, it's how I'm, we. It's how this is. It's how we. Yeah, this is a things. direct. Like, let me. Be, okay, so should we let just me say be spirits? Very, wait, wait, wait. No, no. no. We shouldn't say let it. me be very clear. This is a direct attack on the church, right? Um, as Christians, we ha- we are constantly looking for ways to depersonalize the choices that we make we are constantly looking no, that's not what we I'm are saying. constantly looking for someone or something to blame for the decisions we made guess what 
you made a trash decision, right? It wasn't a demon that made you sleep with that woman. It was the fact that you wanted to sleep with that woman. I do believe that there is a spirit over, uh, it doesn't have to be demons, but I do believe spirits do control us. I do. And that's again, just my personal belief. Again, it, so you know? so here, here lies the problem. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about spirits controlling us, mm -hmm. then at what level do we have self-control? So the, the, the level of self-control comes from our identity in Christ and our relationship with Christ. So the more that we put the positive and not only the positive spirits, but the word of God in us, that's the more the Holy Spirit has control over not allowing for. So you're suggesting right, you're suggesting that you're suggesting that without the Holy Spirit, we don't have self-control. That's preposterous. That's preposterous, my man. It is. That's an SAT word. About like our, our, like the, the entirety of our existence is based on the concept of free will. So we don't have the ability to make choice solely because of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about to fight the spirits off. You, you're talking about spirits. Yes. And I'm saying that like everything that happens is not attached to a spirit. 90% of the things that we do are not attached to a spirit, right? We use that as an escape for the responsibility that comes from making poor decisions. That's what I was trying to say earlier. That's like, what he was saying about like, bearing the cross. This that, idea that, that, oh, the devil made me do it. Nah, bro. The devil didn't make you do it. The devil can't make anybody do anything. Okay? Let's, let's, let, me, let me be clear that biblically, the devil can't make a move without God's okay. True. That's Bible. True. That's the first part. But he's still the controller part. of this earth. So God has released him to control the earth for now. Again, like controlling the earth and controlling us are different. True. Those are he, two different things. But he controls so like evil this spirits. Spirits spirits jump in and out of us, and this is my belief. This is not A before C or Rico's belief. But I believe that spirits constantly jump in and out of all of us. This mm -hmm. is my personal experience mm -hmm. with understanding spirits. Spirits are transferable. That's why it's no coincidence you can be around a negative person. And if you're around that negative person a long period of time, you will be negative too as well. I believe that's because of that negative spirit or that negative energy that that person possesses. Since we're going to speak pneumatology, can I say something? Absolutely. All right, since we're speaking spirits. And don't raise your hand no more. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I, kept, I kept trying to jump in, but y'all were over-talking. So I was like, let me go ahead go and ahead. raise my hand. Maybe I can say something. So since we're speaking uh, pneumatology. Um, with, with AB4C, let me make sure I got this understanding, what I'm understanding. AB4C is saying not everything that we deal with is controlled by spirits. Now he's not saying that spirits aren't around. He's not saying that demons aren't around. Yeah, I'm not saying that those things okay. don't he's, exist. He's saying he's saying that we're we make that we decision. We give them too much power. Yes, that's what he's kind of saying. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying. I, I'm not. Hold on. Let me, hold on. No, I want to make sure I understand me, you clearly. No, wait, hold on. I would not. I'm sorry. I said. <laughs> see, I said. I said. From my understanding, this is what I was. This is what I was getting from you. For see, what I'm getting from you is spirits are in everything. Like it's jumping off of us, making us do one thing, or coming from somebody else, making us do that thing. Absolutely. So, me bridging the gap and looking at it from both sides, where AB4C saying this, you saying that, I'm looking at it as. Both of you are both saying spirits are alive. They're here. They're around. I'm kind of under understanding AB4C only because I'm 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 registering it different. I'm about to give it to you so you may be able to register it. 
AB4C is saying you're in between. You have spirit and you have man. Are you going to feed into your man and then you start blaming demons for it? Or you feed into the spirit and start doing things holy? But it's always your decision on which direction you're going to go. Do I got that correct? No. I didn't think so. But yeah. yeah. So let me, let me, let me be. Because I agree with that. Let me be as transparent as I can be. Mm-hmm. Do I think that the the that spirits exist? Yes. Do I think that spirits are capable of uh, of engaging us? Absolutely. Do I think that uh, that spirits are capable of of taking over our bodies in order to to do things? I don't know if that exists now. Right. Um, I know that God has turned people's hearts right in order to accomplish something which is different from from a demon right or someone being possessed right mm-hmm. these are different things that we're talking about I agree right yes. so when we're when I speak about this idea that um, that someone makes a decision and that decision is then suggested to have been the influence of the devil eh, I don't buy that man i just I said i basically just said that that's that's not ain't that what i just said ronnie i think that's what you're trying to say i that, think y'all saying kind of the same thing we could be saying the same thing but like for me again i'm not speaking for anybody else i can only speak for myself like i am i i can no longer blame uh a demon or a spirit or the devil for decisions that i make yeah, that's what I was. That's exactly what I was saying. And the reason is because uh, I am a entity. I am a being. I am a person of of sound mind and free will. And free will. And that free will is the difference between someone who is overtaken by a demon and 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 someone who makes a decision that may have just been the wrong decision to make. I think um, that you know. With Everybody the world, come see you, please. <laughs> <with the, laughs> hey, you know I don't hardly say much in any of it. Anyway, we appreciate you rocking with but, us, DJ Roddy. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, I think you know um, the words is definitely clear as far as saying that we wrestle, that we wrestle with um, spirits um, in high places. And and so it's saying that yeah, and I, I agree. I think we're all really saying the same thing. Um, but I think um we are, we do have free will, but the spiritual realm is trying to guide that free will. So God in his divine wisdom and his holy team is guiding us in the Holy Spirit, guiding us in one direction, and then Satan and his unholy team is pulling us in another direction. So we wrestle with where should we place our free will? And so we do have free will. We, you know, and we use it all the time. But um, but the wrestle is where do we use it? You know, so sometimes we sometimes we win, sometimes we don't. And so, I mean, we we thank God for his uh, his uh, sacrifice um, that answered all those uh, uh it, it he basically answered all of that for us when he died on the cross 
but but I so I'm agreeing with everybody what everybody's saying really, because it it at there there's a there's a there's a place where you gotta say okay man look bro you just screwing up on your own, like I mean but at the same time um he, he, there's times when we just give in to a demonic force or there's you know we go down that path that we know we shouldn't be on um but but there but, but there's that that ultimate wrestle between the two but that that, that goes into what maybe foresee i know right you said, and that's, that, i know you said you agree but i was trying to get him why to understand what he was saying like yeah. when we make that choice we can't be like oh well the devil made me do it and you know, yeah and it, like no it's like you did that on your own bro yeah. like that was you in, in my understanding, the devil is not capable of making us do anything. No, he's yeah, he's for right. temptation. He he is not capable of making anybody do anything. No demon <clears throat> is capable of making you do anything. Right? They can present something in front of you, Absolutely. right? Or not even. I won't even go that far. <clears throat> they can they can uh, aid in the the circumstances in which the thing that you struggle with is available right 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 but because, you have to make because that decision. because what yeah. what we're then talking about if we're saying like oh well the devil put this in my place right there are people attached to 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 these things so now you're suggesting that the devil is controlling someone else which i just can't like i fathom I, yeah i can't fathom that like that's not biblical right um that's there's nothing about that that makes sense well, um, I think it's it's pretty biblical though. Um, that I mean, the devil but, that the devil controls people. That you can make the decision. I mean, like you said, if if, if the devil is presenting something to you, mm-hmm. no, you have to make the decision. But but he's presenting something to you and and coasting you into a direction. I think I I think that uh, so there are a ton of different factors that influence. Uh, the spaces in which we occupy and the things that we encounter. We gotta change this man's name to spaces. And I believe, I believe that we do ourselves a disservice, uh, a disservice <laughs> in our spiritual walk if we allow ourselves to believe that the factors involved in our sin are the devil. The devil is not the reason that we sin. The devil is not the reason that sin exists. The devil is not the creator of sin. He is not the uh, the person who manifests sin in our lives. And mm. so we have to be very careful of how we talk about these things because we give ourselves free reign to make some really bad decisions with the idea that we can blame it on the devil. We so, can say we can say that the devil tempted me, which he does. Right. Yeah. He tempts us all, and he has a strong influence over a lot of decisions that are being made. I, I know what you, I hear what you're saying, but I don't. I, I I I think I think again. This is just me. Y'all don't have to believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe that the space that we are in right now, the devil is less busy than we think. Right. We live in a time where doing whatever you want to is cool. The devil don't have to tell you to do that. We telling each other to do that. And it's purely because it feels good. Like and 
No, let some me, of it has to do with he is. Yeah, listen, I, I think that was very systematic. He's right. very I, I systematic. Think, listen, let me be. Let me be. <clears throat> let me get free. Right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sex feels great. Absolutely. It is amazing. Absolutely. I don't need the devil to convince me that sex feels good. Oh, I'm already aware of it. But so you, when but we're you, talking but, about, so when we're talking about, hold well, on. well, stay there because I'm gonna speak from a married man because you know I, I just want to say definitely sex feels good. But by me being married, I understand you're single. I'm married. Mm-hmm. I still have to control my lust and my and the deception of going to sleep with multiple women mm-hmm. because I'm married. Well, I, I mean that goes that's up. controlled that's by single and married. I, I don't know if I agree well, with that. Well, true. I think that's. I think it is. I don't both. know if I totally agree with both. that, right? Because so we we were having a conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. You got a female barber that you know is bad. That's not the devil telling you to stay with that female barber. That's you making a conscious decision to stick with that female barber. But that's the devil saying it's okay. No, it's not. She's female. It's not the devil saying that. But I'm, I, and, let, and let me say that. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let's put the question out there so everybody understands. So our listeners I'm understand. Confused. We were saying if uh, would you continue? Say for instance, you had a female barber. She was very attractive. Would you con- would you continue to go to that female barber even though you know she's she's very attractive, and it might cause you to stumble. First off. Causing me to stumble because she's fine. Like I've seen a lot of fine chicks that didn't cause me. I'm to stumble. talking about like you want it. Like it's a lot of fine chicks that I'm like I've true. seen. I think the bigger question though is, is the devil making you do this? I think that's the bigger question. That plays yeah. into the question. Right, right. And, but the devil and, is not making you do that because technically, like, and I'm I'm saying that because it's like first off, I know a fine. I mean, she's bad. I know a barber that's bad. She do lineups. Yeah. She, look at stop. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, wait, let's stop. Let's, let's, so, let's yeah. put it in this perspective: one that you specifically are attracted to. So I ain't talking about just fine. You're right, because there's a lot of fine women in the world. No, I'm talking about no, one that you you're attracted to. You didn't let me finish. Okay. She is actually my type. Okay. Like my type. Period. Okay. So, will I go go to her to get my hair cut? Yeah. Okay. Now, if she started, I, I would because then at the same, it don't. I'm not. When I go see her to get a haircut, I go get a haircut. She getting, Boom. She cutting your hair. She's got my hair now. Pushing up on me outside of that, or like while I'm getting my haircut, it's one thing. Hey, cut my hair. I'm up and out of there. It's the same as if I see a bad chick at the gas station. Yo, she bad. She's my type. She's pumping her gas. I'm pumping my gas. I'm gonna get in my car when I'm done. I'm gonna take off. There's no, I don't. You don't think it's a little different? No. With your barber, you you get a relationship with your barber. There's no difference. Just for instance, going to a daycare. I have kids. Go drop my kids off at daycare. One of the daycare teachers is fine. Build a relationship because she she's one of the teachers Mm -hmm. with my kids. Do I need to? Do I need to talk to her? Yes. Do I need to build a relationship? Yes. Do I need to interact with her beyond that relationship? No. That's my decision. I don't I, I don't like you like that. You may be bad. That's my decision. So the devil I, is not in that. Can That's I chime in real quick? Absolutely. Because I think I think Rico like your point is true. I think that 
I think that uh, in a real way, we discredit the intimacy that comes with like a person who was responsible for your appearance, right? So there's a different level of intimacy attached with a barber, right? Than there is a person who is a babysitter. Man, no, they. I think it is too. <laughs> So, so basically, I'm very intimate with my male barber. No, absolutely. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We you, all can just. But you, that's not what I'm saying. But what, that's what a, a different people, relationship. Here, here, right. game, right? Because in a real way, like your relationship with your barber is a valuable, important relationship. Maybe because like, I maybe because I know a lot of barbers that that don't it don't it don't bother me into that sense. I'm not gonna be like, hey, like yo. Uh, she's I, my type. She cut my hair. She making sure. But that's I look that's good. not like, that's not all, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like when you go to the barber shop, you talk to your barber, right? You have conversation with your barber. You talk. You like there is a level of intimacy in that space, at least within the black community, right? Mm-hmm. But within it also the black depends about where there's a level of intimacy with the with the idea of your barber or the person who does your hair that is different than it is with any other person that you'll encounter but it also depends on that relationship because like for instance my cousin cuts my hair we can talk about the kids in one instance then as typical black barbers he stopped to eat <laughs> he having come we have a sports conversation different now barb who's the barber out the female barber i was talking about she can talk about ask how's the kids how's the wife like but that's where my decision come in. I know what I want to discuss and what I don't want to discuss. But that's but based see, off of what? Based off of what? Though? You're making you're making. No, my I'm just case. saying. Like so, if she if she was to go beyond that point, it just like. Any, but you're making my case for me. But and you're making my case too. No, what I'm saying is it, <laughs> because because if she if she was attracted, she's gonna act that way. Just like if a male if if save my cousin if a male barber was gay cutting my hair, mm. and he he. Pass on that. Like I know a lot of, I have a lot of gay friends, male and female, but they they, they will conversate with you based on what they're interested in. So if I'm not going to engage in that conversation, it don't the that relationship don't go to that to that point. Okay. And I, I think to say this, that the devil, yeah, he doesn't make us do things, but he's systematic. And he has. Uh, so I was reading this book called Cosmos. Uh, it's called um, the Holy, the power of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it talks about Cosmos Quartarios, which is talking about how these world rulers that the Satan has in place over the school system, over the the uh, uh, the government, over this, over that. So he's too. he's systematic, right? So when we when we start talking about sin, sin is basically going against what god has provided and set up for us when you break down sin that's pretty much what it is so when you when you're doing your day-to-day and both sides are pulling at you right and you decide to go left instead of right or you decide to go right instead of left that's where the sin play comes in and that part is definitely spiritual and demonic or god and that's just my opinion so so what i'm saying is yeah we definitely have free will but how do we use it and the sin nature uh in our flesh is is going to always 
take us against the grain that God has created for us. So I don't know if I can get an amen on that or not. But I'm alone. Uh, I am. I'm alone on that. I am. No, I am. Of the, I am of the perspective. I'm confused. Right. And again, <laughs> I will only speak from for myself. I can't speak for everyone else. I think that as people of faith, too much credit is given to Satan. I agree. Um, I think that as people of faith, we have adopted the idea to use excuses to justify our behavior. Excuses are too late. I don't agree with that. Use the name as a nothingness of those who dwell upon them, sell them all to anything. I got you. Um, okay. Why you look like that, Focus? Because what was that? Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But um, like. And 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 the problem the problem is that like the idea of Satan or demons being ta- attached to our behavior and all of our choices like creates these scenarios where like you can lay hands on somebody and like you think that they're instantly healed from their sin. Well, and that's do, not how it happens. What what do you do when it's with the word where it says we're born into iniquity? So we're born into sin to sin nature. We're born into sin nature. Well, the first thing you have to do is explore what the idea of sin nature is, because sin nature is not directly attached to a demon or the devil. Sin nature is our flesh's disposition to want to do things that are uh, against God. Right. Yes. And so and so that in itself, that's kind of why he was asking that question. He just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what he was saying. That in itself is not specific that doesn't say that the devil made me do it that the devil is the architect and that's what of he was it, saying right none of that is in that statement right it simply suggests that we are born with an inherent inherent desire to do things that may be opposed to what god wants us to do and you don't think the devil has nothing to do with that, that no, i don't man, no. i don't <laughs> I, do, I, I don't. I, I, I don't do. think He's that the devil has. I do think he provokes. I do think he constantly provokes us, tempts us. But again, we're not. I'm not talking us. No, I'm not but talking not about saying, that. But you okay. said what I'm saying is that that's what that, I'm saying. You're not. What, what you're, you're what you're suggesting. He said it by being oppositional to what I'm saying is that you're you're presenting the case that the devil is responsible for our sinful nature. His his team. No, about he's, the devil he's not. Team. He's not responsible for our <laughs> sinful <laughs> nature. Now, basically, because if, we're, if we're he didn't exist, as, we wouldn't have that. That's untrue. Nature. That's untrue. We, it would be no need for that sin nature. We, we would be perfect. Sin, sin, sin. We wouldn't be. Sin, sin was created because of choices we made, not because the devil decided to make sin. Well. And if you want to get real theological, we can talk about the idea that God, right, has, has, has allowed the mm-hmm. idea of sin to exist. I, 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 I'm on 100 with you. So, uh, so y'all don't give, now y'all really proving this point because yeah. y'all, giving, y'all giving the devil too much credit. And God, it no, actually no, we're not. It's we're not, not giving him too well, much credit, but I do think he does play a role in that too as well. No, because in, but see, it's one thing to say he plays plays a role. A role. It's one, but thing, the, yeah, it's it's one thing to say he plays a role, but then it's another thing to say, oh, he did it. Like he created. Oh no, it. no, 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 he did. no, no. We have free will. Mm-hmm. Like we he did. Like now, it's one thing to be like, yo, I'm gonna dangle this carrot in front of this rabbit. Now is the rabbit gonna come get it? I know what he wants, so he, I'm gonna dangle it till he come get it. That's the devil. Like, oh, I'm gonna tempt you until right. you come and get it. Mm-hmm. You make right. that choice. I thought that the seed yeah. Now you got now you're in in your case, focus. You're trying to say, oh, the devil is feeding me, feed me this carrot 
knowing I like it. Like, no, he may dangle it and see if you're going to come to mm-hmm. it, but he not force feeding you anything. That's what, that's what, that's what AB4C is saying. Like, well, that's he, both sides. That's, that's salvation. And I mean, that's both. But that's, God. that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what like, he's saying. We're giving, like, we're giving, we're giving well, too, too much, much power to like the idea of Satan and his army. Right. We're, we're giving them the authority to decide whether or not we sin. And that is part of the problem. The devil does not have that authority. And he does not have the ability. I think we all agreed on. Well, we, I agree. He does that. not we have the ability now that we to like make us sin. Like, right. That's what he's been trying to prove. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's and how I was I, like, I think I understand it. If he, like, And then he was like, no, I'm like, okay, what, now I'm confused. The other <laughs> side of what I'm saying is that we have gotten so far into uh, a culture in which self-preservation is the primary focus that the devil doesn't have to be as active as he used to be. <laughs> Amen on that. Right? Man. Capitalism. Every generation gets right? more perverse. Capitalism. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. Well, that's biblical, so you can agree with it. Or not I don't know if I agree with that because what we're you saying that you don't agree that it's biblical, or you don't agree with that. I'm saying that I don't statement. agree. I don't agree with that statement. But this that's a different conversation. Do you agree with that as a scripture? I don't, I don't or you agree. Don't... I don't agree that everything in the Bible is uh is as black and white as we make it. I, I, one on it. I, I'm I'm with you on that. So, but uh, but every generation has become more perverse. What what does the word perverse mean? It basically means to be more selfish, more more self involved, more more away from the uh, will of God. And I right? I I disagree. That that every generation has been more perverse. Okay, well, I I, I think I, that I I would say that my parents' generation, looking at sex, right? Um, when they would, a lot of them would think first base, this, that, and the other. But first base don't even exist anymore, and and that's exactly what the word of God is saying that each generation will become more. Involved more perverse, more against the word of God. It's coming to a time where in America we won't even be able to have this show anymore. It's coming. So, because each generation is getting more against God. So, a couple of things. I think that the difference in like the idea, like our our nostalgic view of what our parents were, right, uh, is a testament to the lack of visibility that they had of everything the only reason that we see this generation as more perverse is because of the availability to see it right we we make these suggestions that our parents didn't engage in these things at the same rate that's false there was prostitution back then was, there was people having always, babies. I mean, there was people having Solomon babies out of wedlock. So, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like these aren't new things. They're not happening at greater rates. They're just more visible. So now you have somebody who can take a camera and post it. Now, before you didn't have that. That doesn't mean that like previous generations were living a more holy life. It just means that they didn't have as many cameras around. Well, I mean that's that's your opinion. Do do we do? What's our thoughts on do do we believe we have uh, specific demons assigned to us? I would like to hear y'all thoughts on that real quick before we get off off air. Anybody? Do we have specific demons assigned to us? Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I don't know for that important. 
You don't think we're that important? I said I don't know if we're. Yeah, I just said I don't know if we're that important. I do believe that there's two sides. Both of them have a team, and you know, daily we decide which team we're gonna play on. Um, ultimately, we decide. We we come to the conclusion that well, God picked us first and foremost. So, you know, that's just my belief. But but there's there's two sides, and you struggle with them and you wrestle with both sides those two sides daily, daily. yeah because I, I reason i said that I, I believe that um the enemy does have uh demons assigned to us to destroy us from living a holy life i do that's specific demons assigned I, to every i do i i think that's why everybody has their own uh, vice yeah, that they struggle with no that's think, a, that's I, a different thing though because you got to look at it like this the vice comes from something, your sinful nature, that you felt good doing the most, and you continue to keep doing it. For instance, <laughs> me, women was a vice. No matter what I was dealing with, I ran to women to actually get past those issues. It was like, oh, well, yo, I'm messing up with school. Let me get me a chick. She can help me with homework. I can feel good about it and keep it moving. Oh, I'm having issues with money. Let me get me a chick. She can help me pay for some stuff. That it should be dealt with. It was women that was my vice. So I kept using women in a sense. And it was because of a sinful nature that I went toward too. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have went toward that sinful nature early on, I wouldn't have had that vice. So do you, do you think, is it fair to say that you don't think that the enemy still uses that same vice? Even though you might not bite into the temptation. Now, but does he still use that, that, go, that form? That goes to his saying, that's the cross that I have to bear. Because it is my vice. Now I have to use that same. That's that cross that brought me to Christ. Mm-hmm. Was that was those women? Those women is what made me stress my my son's mother out. What made her lose the baby and made me actually go to Christ. It was women. The same thing that that was my downfall was the same thing I had to carry with me. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna continue through the rest of my life because I'm always women know me from my past. Oh, suave. Hey, how you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Now. Now it's based off to me, off me, my free will. Let me get away from this. So it's not, oh, that's my assigned demon. Like, no, that's the cross I have to bear. And that goes to AB4C's argument. You, you got anything you want to say, Ron? I agree with what he was saying. I don't think there's specific. I mean, and, and that does go right back to what AB4C is saying. I don't think there's specific demon. I think there's the Satan is organized i believe that he is uh systematic but i i don't think he's that he's not that he's just not that bad of a dude okay i'll stand alone because then you're giving him too much authority. yeah then he got, <laughs> he got way too much authority he ain't got now he's authority. almost omnipresent all, right. and we know he's not those things so we appreciate y'all rocking with us today man uh listening to, go ahead i'm sorry you i want to see no, no, you have something else i'm sorry um on the assigned do I do I think that demons are assigned to us no Um, I think that we as humans are arrogant enough to think that we understand uh, things of of God realm to where we can determine and speak on what something is or how something works exactly Um, and I think that's one of our biggest downfalls we have this idea that we know what's going on um, and we really don't. And so, uh, at least for me, the 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 goal, right, or the the win is to to, as I've said before, build a relationship with with God, 
um, and with Christ as as in you building that relationship so that they can start to reveal themselves to us. Um, because otherwise you're just walking around blind, blaming the devil for stuff and the devil's not really around you. He's out kicking it with some people that's worshiping him. You ain't even that powerful <laughs> enough yet. I also I also have theories about like the uh, the inappropriate. I also have theories about the inappropriate amount of of power we give ourselves uh, in saying that we're important to God because yeah we are, but but like y'all y'all gonna stop talking as if God can't complete His plan without, without you. you. <laughs> like it's God's he, God God's gonna win with or without he you. Like man, I had something for you, but you know what? You messing up. So like this, this idea, line. yeah, this idea Pookie, that we I'm are not a plan for you. We are so we like nothing can work without us. Like that's arrogance. And that's the arrogance of humans that's got us thinking that we're the only people in the universe. I that's my first time even hearing that. I ain't even never heard it to that level. In a sense, I, I mean I, I you you do hear a lot of Christians get to that that arrogance and that pompous attitude. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to it. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate y'all rocking with us today. You okay, Rick? I'm all right. <laughs> Appreciate y'all rocking with us today. Uh, we definitely want to thank our guests again, uh, former uh, NFL standout, uh, first-round draft pick, William Green. Dope interview. Appreciate you, man. Definitely check out uh, his website, uh, teamgreen31.com. Uh, remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive, man. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. Yes, sir. Uh. Take a look, look, tell me what you see. see. I promise it look like a cemetery in these streets, whether black, brown, yellow. yellow. They all chase green. green. They walk around numb, numb, like they don't feel a thing. Got uh. me walking around the neighborhood, stressed like, what is this? Knew we wasn't well, but how did we get this sick? All we do is say it's broken, no one cares to fix it. Everything man's trying to fail. So I'm sending prayers up for my hood. I promise I would change it up, if I could, until then I'm sending praise up, for y'all good, until the answers, me, I'll be sending praise up, for our hoods, I promise I would change it up, if I could, until then I'm sending praise up, for all hoods, until the answers, he'll answer, yeah. I look around and all I see is the dead walking No love, just cold hearts and flesh coffins Grown kids with no fathers and lead choppers No feelings, just go hard for the bread constant No one smiles anymore, everybody mugging We taught school is whack, now everybody hustling We taught not to snitch, so the only option is Let them run us over, bang, now everybody thugging We encourage pimping and glorify the plot now ain't no fathers in these homes and nobody cares All these cats with this money and this influence they rather rap about crack than put an end to it they rather make it rain and talk about ice We dying over here, homie, talk about life We need God more than ever, talk about Christ It's about that time, homie Walking around the neighborhood, stressed like, what is this? Knew we wasn't well, but how did we get this? 
this sick All we do is say it's broken No one cares to fix it Everything man's trying to fail So I'm sending prayers up For my hood I promise I would change it up If I could Until then I'm sending prayers up For y'all hood Until the answers Me Sending prayers up for our hoods. I promise I would change it up if I could. Until then, I'm sending prayers up for all hoods until the answers. He'll answer. Yeah. Can't even wave to each other cause our guard is up And growing up around hate makes it hard to love You try to love and get stabbed in your heart of cut Now it's hard to trust so we guard it like an armor truck A generation of men that beat and degrade women Hey this is your man Rico Suave from the Fix Radio Show Your source for faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry Where we discuss trending topics and different theological perspectives Are you an artist, poet, church, or small business looking to advertise? Well reach out to us at the fix radio show at gmail.com that's d-a-f-i-x-x radio show at gmail.com or call us at 440-744-5573 for promo rates deals and packages the fix is in yes sir